This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one with providing you with tools for your family jewels. Look, y'all, it's 2020, and there is not a single reason you can give me as to why your downstairs looks like a fucking jungle, okay? It's ridiculous. You got to keep everything taken care of down there, and there's not a better way to do it than with Manscaped. With things like the Lawnmower 2.0, they got rid of the 1.0 because it wasn't getting the job done. The 2.0, I personally use this thing myself. It is perfect. You don't nick your nuts or anything like that when you're down there shaving, making everything look nice. They also have things like ball wipes that help restore pH balance and make everything smell nice, nice and clean. And you might even get a visit from your significant other more often here in the new year. Everybody wants that, okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order. You can't beat that, y'all. It's 202020. Okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now. Make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done. Now the cake been baked. They need to come on with the drama, whatever they're going to do. What's cracking, pimps? What is going on? And welcome to episode 25 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Dunn, and... I just want to first off start off by saying thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode where I had my wife on. It was one of our most successful episodes that we've had so far, and I greatly appreciate everybody who listened. Um, let's see. Since then, I'm trying to. I'm trying to just be. Uh, I've had a little bit of drink. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. And uh, you know, this is how I like to do my Sunday evening. You know, I record these on Sunday evening so that they're ready for you Monday morning when you go to work. And I like to have me a little bit of drinky drink before I lay down and go to bed. And so yeah. Anyway, uh, what the fuck was I just talking about? Anyway. Uh, since then, the point I was trying to make was that I want to make this podcast on a regular schedule. I know since I started it, you know, it's been on different formats and I've kind of started over and, you know, I go sometimes two or three weeks without making a new episode and I'm just trying to get it as repetitive as possible. So anyway, aside from that, uh, so since last week's episode, uh, you know, 2020 so far for me has been a pretty good year. I mean, we've only been out here for about two weeks and, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of had a revelation right around new years where i was like you know i'm not really where i want to be in life like things are going good 
and I'm enjoying myself and I feel very blessed to have what I have. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not really quite where I want to be. So I really kind of made a pact with myself that anything that I was holding back on or, you know, whether it be for stand-up, that's mainly where a lot of my focus is, is with stand-up. It's, you know, the thing I'm trying to get around to is, is that, you know, I feel like every year since maybe like 2009, I've, I've tried to set goals for myself and I've hit a decent amount of them, but I always set really high goals for myself and I don't ever feel like I really hit them all. And, uh, you know, this year I, I feel like I have more tools at my disposal more so than ever to accomplish pretty much everything I'd like to accomplish for the year. You know, since moving out here to California, you know, there's so many more opportunities for entertainment, at least in that field, you know, for a a comedian, this really is, you know, one of the places to be. There's a couple of other places. I'm not saying, you know, it's all about California, but, you know, it's a major market for it. I can go do comedy any night of the week here. And since I got here, I really don't feel like I have utilized it as much as I should. So, with that being said, um, you know, I kind of made a pact with myself that no matter what happens, no matter how prepared I am or anything like that, I was going to do stand-up at the minimum three times a week. Now, some of you may think that I've been doing stand-up a lot more than that. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. More than, you know, more than usual, I don't. Sometimes I go two, three, sometimes I go a month without doing stand-up. And it's just because, you know, there are excuses that I make, like work is getting in the way, or I really haven't been spending enough time with my family, or I'm just tired, I don't feel like it. But, you know, ever since the new year, I've been like, you know what? I have got to put myself out there, no matter how prepared I am to do a show, and just go get on stage. So that's kind of the philosophy that I've had so far. And I've, I've got to be honest with you, it is working its wonders. Like, First of all, I told myself, like, look, I've been trying to get into better shape for a while. And I feel like I've maintained, you know, for the past couple of years because I do exercise. You know, really the benefits I see in exercising are just making myself feel good. You know, it makes my back muscles loosen up, not hurt as much. Or, you know, it just makes me feel better throughout the day. Like, it makes me feel happier. If I exercise. Sorry about that. My daughter came up in here when I'm trying to record. But, uh, but yeah, just, um, ever since the turn of the year, I've been, 
you know, really making an attempt to not only exercise, and I mean like go for a mile run and just get some light weight lifting and a little bit of like hitting a heavy bag. You know, just very light but full body exercise, enough to break a good solid sweat. I've tried to do that every day. Also, I've been waking up a lot earlier. Since I got out here, I was waking up at 7 o'clock every day, and it would only give me an hour to get to work, and I was late quite a few times. But I've decided I'm going to start waking up at around 4, 4.30 in the morning, and it just absolutely makes my entire day so much better because I get up, and I work out, and I get ready, and then I have, you know, two hours to do whatever I want to do. And I'm awake, I feel energized, I'm ready to start the day, and that is my most productive time of the day. I use that time to write, or, you know, work on something, you know, to promote myself around town, you know, just something productive, And it makes my whole day go better because by the time I actually get to work, I feel like I'm ready to keep working. And it, and I have so much more energy throughout the day. Like if I, I don't know what it is. I can sleep until 10, 11 o'clock, wake up, eat something. And then I literally feel like going to sleep two hours later. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something about getting older or what, but when I eat, I immediately get sleepy. Like, me and my wife, we don't eat our first meal of the day until around 11, 12 o'clock. Like, I purposefully, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I don't eat any solid food until noon. Not because of, you know, intermittent fasting is supposed to help you lose weight. It just gives me more energy. I hate feeling sluggish. I hate feeling tired. So I just will not eat anything until noon. But uh, so, yeah, on the health aspect, I've been doing that a lot more. And what I really wanted to talk about was I... Believe it or not, I had a breakthrough as a stand-up comedian uh, just a couple of days ago. So, like I said, I'm putting myself out there more. I'm calling for spots more. You know, I'm starting to really plug myself into the comedy circuit here in San Diego. And... You know, a lot of my friends that I took the comedy class with, they are, you know, plugged into the comedy circuit as well. And they're going to open mics and, you know, you can find them around town. And we're really supportive of each other. And it's really a good community community to be a part of. Well, Tuesday night of last week, I signed up for the open mic at the Comedy Palace up near Escondido. And I went up there. 
I, I got picked. So this is how open mic works here in San Diego. It's either a lottery system or it's a lottery system where they tell you who got picked beforehand. So, you know, there's a couple of places around town that when you go, you put your name in a bucket when you get there, and then you sit and watch the show hoping that they pull your name out of the bucket. Well, that gets very frustrating after a while because... You know, if you go somewhere three times and you go in there and you buy drinks and you spend an entire evening down there and your name never gets called, it's very frustrating. However, there are a couple of places around town that they do their drawing or their sign-ups online and then whenever you get to, you know, it'll be like, all right, sign-ups are between 12 and 4, like the comedy store here is between 12 and 4. So you call them, you, they put your name down, and then at like 4, 4.30, they put your name in a bucket, and they draw like 15 names. And if you get it, you go up there. So if you don't get it, you at least save yourself a trip driving all the way across town. That's just a little background on how the open mic comedy scene works here. I don't know how it may work for any other comics that listen to this podcast. But, uh, so I got picked to be on the Comedy Palace open mic. And I drove up there. I got to go up between 8 or 9 because it just works perfectly for me if I get off work at 4 and I know the show or I'm not supposed to be on a time slot until between 8 and 9 I can come home, I can hang out with my family, we can eat dinner you know, I can take a shower and wear whatever I want to wear and then I can go and do my spot, you know, once everybody's kind of settled down, it works out perfectly for me and traffic is a million times better driving around at 8 o'clock versus driving around at 5, 5.30. So I go up there, and I get there, and I, you know, sit down, and I see a couple of people from my comedy class, and, you know, they're all, oh, hey, how, hey, I'm glad you came out, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, we're all talking and chatting it up, and there's a couple of comics going up on stage, and then... It really doesn't take me long to realize, like, a lot of these people are just working some shit out, man. Like, that's how a lot of open mics here are. Like, it's just, like, a lot of people bring their notebooks up there, or they have their phones out, and they're just trying out jokes when they get on stage. One problem that I've always had since I started doing stand-up comedy, is I figure out how much time I have. So an open mic can be anywhere from three to five minutes normally. For a five-minute open mic, I want to have four minutes and 55 seconds of 
solid jokes, and that's taking time for laugh breaks and, you know, really stressing syllables on certain words. Like, I really get really methodical and scientific on that shit when I really want to make a good impression. The only problem is, is that I rehearse, 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 and rewrite, 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 rewrite. And then by the time that the showcase rolls around, I go up there and I'm so concentrated on just trying to memorize and say the words that I wrote down correctly that my entire set feels robotic. Even my wife, people that know me personally, they're like, you just sound so robotic and scripted whenever you do it like that. And that's something I've really tried hard to get away from. So how this plugs into the story is we were up there and I'm seeing all these people get up and they're trying new jokes and not necessarily getting any laugh laughter. You know, I'd say a good 80% of the room is comedians. Something in me just said, just go up there and fucking wing it. Just go up there and start talking. Forget your material. Just go up and start talking about what's on your mind. And I was real nervous. Like, as soon as that feeling hit me, I was like, oh, I don't know. I want to I give a good show. But in the end, I was like, well, I mean, even if I bomb, I'll just be like 40% of the other people that just went up in front of me. So I was just like, you know what? I don't have anything to lose. Let me just go up here and see what happens. This is the only way I'm going to get any better. And I got up, and I t just started talking. I started just talking about some stuff I thought about writing jokes about, and it ended up working perfectly. I got a lot of big laughs, and it was so freeing just to get up there and just fire from the hip. Now, I told a few jokes that I had, you know, written down previously, but when I first started off, it was all off the top of my dome. And I cannot even describe that feeling of just going up there and freestyling stand-up comedy. No preparation, just something I thought about. And I pretty much said it in joke form. And as soon as it happened, I was just realized I just hit a breakthrough. I just leveled up in a sense because now I've figured out that I do not need to rehearse and write and rehearse and write and rehearse and write for every single spot I get. I can just, as long as I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling it and I have that feeling of being funny going through my body, I can make this happen. It's like a switch you can turn on and turn off if you're really, really good. And I realized, I'm not saying I'm there and I'm like some grandmaster or anything, but I realized like, okay, maybe this can be done. 
And I did it, and it felt great. And everybody was like, that was so good. You know, like, and I was just like, I didn't I didn't even write it down. I just started talking. And that's where I feel like a lot of the good jokes come from, is from your heart. Like, just right out of your face, right there in front of an audience. I'm always so worried about offending people or saying something that I shouldn't say. And it just, it was like, I just took the chains off. Like, okay, now I'm going to go up here and say whatever the fuck I feel like saying. And then, so after that happened, you know, I just felt ecstatic. I had energy all throughout the whole rest of the week. I felt great. You know, I was writing. I was, you know getting stuff prepared for the next following days because, I mean, I'm starting to line stuff up pretty, you know, often now. Like, I signed up to be part of the Coronado uh, talent show, which has no other comedians on it. It's all just random talent acts from all over this little island that me and my family live on out here. And I mean... It's for all ages, so I signed up for it, and I sent them a video that I got since I came out here, and they were like, we really like you, but this is a family show, so we need to know that you can do family-appropriate material, so you're still going to have to audition. And I told them, okay. Now, if you're a fan, and I say that in quotations of mine, and you've followed me since I started doing comedy when I was 18, most of you know that when I started, I was at a club where open micers were not allowed to cuss in any way, shape, or form. It was pretty much you had to be clean to the point to where your act could be shown on television because we were in the Bible Belt. Well, so really writing clean is not a problem for me. If anything, I try and dirty up my material a little bit so it will play over better in a room full of drinking adults. So, long story short, today was the day of my audition. And I told myself, like, hey, let's just wing it again, you know? I'll write, I'll jot something down. I won't study over it and worry about it too much. I'll just go up there and I'll just say it. I'll say it and I'll feel it as I'm saying it. I will have a conversation with the judges. And that's what I did. I wrote down my set. I had my note cards with me, but I didn't bring them up on stage. And I drove down there, and it's at the Coronado High School, which I got there, and I'm sure I looked like a fucking child molester getting out of the car because there was like a group of teenagers there for some damn reason on a Sunday, and they were all screaming and hollering and running around playing and stuff, you know, and I'm trying to figure out where this theater is so I can do my audition, and I finally find it, and I walk in, and... There's a girl up there in full karate costume, and she's doing like a karate routine 
to Kung Fu Fighting. And I forget who sings that song. So I'm like, okay. So there are really a lot of diverse acts in this show. So I go and I sit at the top of the bleachers. I've maybe been there for five minutes. And I'm just sitting there and I'm waiting to be called up. I'm going over my notes. You know. And after the karate girl is done, this little Asian girl, cutest thing I've ever seen. She's probably 12 years old, just the sweetest. She looked like a like somebody you'd see in a Disney movie back in the late 90s. I mean, she had overalls on, she had a white shirt, and her parents didn't speak hardly a lick of English, but they were very, very nice. I think they understood English, they just couldn't speak it because they were nodding their head, and they would look at her, and then she would say something to them, like she was translating, you know. But she goes up there, and she's talking to the judges, and... They're just like, you know, so um, what What will you be doing for us today? And she was like, well, I'm going to sing. And they're like, oh, okay, how long have you been singing? And she's like, well, I've been singing pretty much ever since I could talk. I've always wanted to be a singer, and I, I just love to sing. And they're like, okay, well, you're so cute. And she's like, thanks, you are too. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is already starting to spiral out of control for me. And they're like, okay, well, whenever you're ready, let's hear them them vocal cords. They didn't really say that. That would have been really weird. But they were, like, they were just like, you know, all right, whenever you're ready, let her rip. And she goes, okay. And then she looks over at her daddy, and she kind of gives him, like, the finger gun, like, push that shit and he pressed it and as soon as it started playing I kind of felt my heart murmur a little bit because it was like an old Motown song and then after a couple of seconds I realized oh shit this is an Aretha Franklin song and then the oh shit moment really hit me when this little, probably didn't weigh 65 pounds Asian girl, the very first note of the song is just, well, and she murdered it. As soon as she hit that note, I just looked up like, well, I just lost. I just lost the talent show. No point for me to continue. I almost left. I was like, oh, I just need to leave now. Because that 12-year-old little girl is about to beat my ass. And she sang the shit out of that song. I mean, I almost shed a tear. I was like, God damn. How am I going to compete with that. But I stayed. I stayed there. Everybody that was there 
for the audition was a kid, except for me. And I was there, like, "What are you? What are you here to do? Are you singing?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm a stand-up comedian." And they were like, "All right." And they had seen my video that I sent in, and you know, they had a lot of nice things to say. And of course, I had to do like three minutes of stand-up, and I didn't have anything prepared. So after small talking them for a minute, I just let it rip. I just. I just started talking, and it worked out great. I mean, it was amazing. Like, I just, I just felt like I was being me, you know, just being goofy, and they loved it. I was really surprised. I was like, y'all really liked that? They were like, well, I mean, obviously, you know, put a little bit more structure into it for the show, but yeah, that was fantastic. I didn't cuss. I didn't you know, say anything lewd or, you know, anything sexual or anything like that. And, uh, I mean, they loved it. They just kept telling me, like, you know, it's very hard to, you know, squeeze jokes into three minutes of time, and you really hit the nail on the head. And I was just like, you know, there might be something to this gunslinging shit that I've been doing where I'm just firing from the hip, just letting it go. You know, I don't know what it is. It's like this past week, it just kind of all started to make sense. Like, I look at it like, you know, being a samurai or a fucking, you know, like a gunfighter in the Old West or something. I know this sounds weird, but this is the type of shit that like plays through my head. Like a samurai or a gunfighter in the Old West. Like, yeah. That samurai can train for years and years and years and years and years and years with that sword. But it's never going to prepare him for what actually could happen when he's in a fight. Same with like a gunfighter or even a boxer. You know, you could be hitting that target every day for years and years and years and years and years. But when you actually have to use it, you can't prepare for that. You can be a good shot, you know, but actually making it happen on the fly, that's something that cannot be taught. And I just contribute that to just my obsession with stand-up comedy over the past couple of years. You know, just trying to figure out how do I get to that point? How do I get to where I'm so comfortable in front of a group of people that I just start talking? And I do it in front of my friends all the time. People I work with, my friends, you know, I just be goofy. And somehow or another, it works out. I can't believe that little girl saying that well. I have no... Look, so the winner of this talent show gets like a cash prize and they get to stay in one of these beautiful resorts out here on the island that we live on uh, for like two nights in like a presidential suite. And I am 100% prepared to lose this competition especially after what I saw today. 
And that's fine. Like, I'm not that worried about winning or losing or anything like that. I just... It's it's just a... It's like a challenge. Like, oh, I did stand-up comedy clean in a talent show where nobody else was doing comedy, and I did pretty well. So... That's, they told me I did really well. I'm still waiting to make sure if I got it or not. I'm still waiting to hear back from them, but I'm about 99% positive that I got it. So, I'm sure by the next episode I can give you guys an update on that. Also, uh, I mean, we're pretty much winding the episode down here. You know, we've about hit our 30-minute mark. Um, Also, uh... I appreciate everybody that watched our um, first vlog video. You know, it's called Done Travels. It's on YouTube. And I really appreciate everybody that watched it. It wasn't that many people, but I didn't really expect it to be to begin with. But basically, just like the video says, um, I just decided to start documenting our travels around here uh, California, you know, just start filming it, showing some of the food out here and some of the things to do. I mean, we enjoy it so much and I just want our family, family and friends to be able to see it too. So, you know, if you like this podcast and you want to, you know, see or, you know, kind of experience some of the stuff that California has to offer without buying a plane ticket, then you know, definitely check out some of those videos. Uh, let's see, what else? February 24th, I will be at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Um, they're doing the Funniest Person in San Diego competition. I got booked for the first round. So if you're interested, I'll definitely be plugging it on every episode until then. But... If you are interested in coming to watch me do stand-up, definitely go check that out. That is February 24th at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego, California. That's over in the Gaslamp District, right across from the Balboa Theater. You definitely don't want to miss it because I will be there bringing the motherfucking heat because I'm trying to win. Uh... I mean, pretty much everything else is just on a day-by-day basis. I'll try and put out the, you know, the dates for it as soon as I have them, but, you know, won't be long, and there'll be dates that I can post at least a couple of weeks in advance. So if you want to come to the show, by all means, you can come to the show. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it, man. You know, not a whole lot has happened in the past week, but uh, a lot of growth. I feel like, I feel like I have grown as a comedian and as a human being, as crazy as that sounds, just waking up a little bit earlier, eating a little bit cleaner, nothing too crazy, you know, I still had fried chicken and steak and pizza and all that stuff this week, just not as much, a little bit more fruits and veggies, a little bit more water, and I exercised a lot more, and it just... It's so beneficial. I'm telling you, just try it. Wake up a little bit earlier and exercise. It works wonders for me. And don't 
whatever it is that you like to do or you enjoy doing or you have a passion about, just go do it. Don't let anything hold you back. Just no matter what, just go, I'm going to go do this tonight and stick to that. You know, and I'm telling you, in just a week, I feel so much more accomplished. I don't know. But, as always, I really appreciate you guys for listening. And I will see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one with providing you with tools for your family jewels. Look, y'all, it's 2020, and there is not a single reason you can give me as to why your downstairs looks like a fucking jungle, okay? It's ridiculous. You got to keep everything taken care of down there, and there's not a better way to do it than with Manscaped. With things like the Lawnmower 2.0, they got rid of the 1.0 because it wasn't getting the job done. The 2.0, I've personally used this thing myself. It is perfect. You don't nick your nuts or anything like that when you're down there shaving, making everything look nice. They also have things like ball wipes that help restore pH balance, and make everything smell nice, nice and clean. And you might even get a visit from your significant other more often here in the new year. Everybody wants that, okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order. You can't beat that, y'all. It's 202020. Okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now.